Jabba, this is your last chance. Free us or die. <laughs> this is Return of the Pod. Many votes and welcome to Return of the Pod, a podcast where we discuss and celebrate everything from the Star Wars galaxy and much, much more. Every generation is a legend, every legend is a podcast, and this is ours. I am your host, Brian Silliman. Joining me are the greatest co-hosts in the galaxy, starting with Caitlin M. Bush. Hello there. And Captain Matt Romano. Greetings. Our reprogrammed Imperial Interrogator Droid AZ-00, also called a zoo, is again not with us this week. We'll get to why in a little bit. Blame. If you've seen the show that we're about to cover, you probably know why. I got an idea. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you. He's got a fever, I'll tell you that. (laughs) He sure does. He's got a a few problems, it looks like. Just a few. Yeah. Yeah. How's the how's Showtime now, huh? How's the big time? How's Mr. Hollywood? Oh, oh we'll get to it. We'll don't think it. you're don't think you can out. You're one step ahead of him because you're not. <laughs> um, he's got an answer for everything. We're recording on April fifth, twenty twenty three, and we're ready to jump into chapter twenty two of the Mandalorian. Oh, Mandalorian! But before we do, I'm going to throw it to Caitlin and Bush for some news on the march. News on the mark. Why, thank you, Brian. Uh, So we got one little tidbit of Star Wars news here before I want to jump into a different galaxy with y'all to to talk over something that was very important to me today. Oh, okay. All right. First off, though, uh, Donald Glover, whom we all know and love from multiple projects, uh, in the Star Wars universe, we know him as being young Lando. In yes. in Solo, a Star Wars story, in our beloved <laughs> Solo, a Star Wars story. Forget yes. me. Yeah. Uh, and this is he, unbelievable. <laughs> and he did a, a, a GQ interview here recently where he talked about a lot of his work. He had a great interview about his uh, uh, "This Is America" music video that that came out a few years ago. However, in the Star Wars universe. He had a a great quote where they asked him about the Lando series that has been rumored for some time that we actually talked about here recently. Yes, uh, we just talked about that. Yeah. Yes. So this quote from uh, from Mr. Glover is, quote, Lando is definitely somebody I'd like to hang out with. I mean, we're talking about it. That's as much as I can say, you know, without Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy hunting me down. Ooh, that sounds good. That sounds good. Yes. Okay. Sounds overall positive. It sounds like at the very least, this is something that Star Wars as a larger entity has been talking about enough that he would get in trouble for talking about it too much, if that makes sense. Everything you've heard about me is true. Yeah. And maybe a little uh, tease before Star Wars celebration, Mm. you know, kind of putting it out there. Mm. Am I wrong or did a couple years ago, you know, when they announced about 11 projects, they announced with art like Lando. Oh, yeah. Yep. Star Wars Lando and said, no, this is happening. Oh, yeah. And so now it's 
back to a rumor and something we're hoping for. Like, the, you which, said it. The fact that that is the fact that that is a thing that could that I could feel comfortable saying this is just a rumor at this point after they announced it. That tells you yeah. where Star Wars is at right now. That's in just terms where of we. That's project. That's just where we are. And if yeah. Lando ends up being like the backdoor Solo Two project, ugh. like ah, yeah. could be so good. Yeah, could be so good. I that's the it. potential it has. Yeah. Give me Alden Ehrenreich post cocaine bear in his Han <laughs> yeah. Solo garb again. He's so hot right now. Yeah. Oh, he's hot, hot, hot. <laughs> and and yes. yeah, no, that's absolutely it because you can get all of it in there. You can also do other weird things. And I love our, I, I, I think other people have had this take, but we had it too. Of <laughs> it's, it's young Lando is, Glover is obviously the, the, the hero, but its voiceover is Billy D. Williams. Yes, in that kind would be, of uh, young sweet. Indiana Jones Chronicles yes. style. Yes, um, and I, I'd say just let Glover write it. Let him do all of it. Let whatever him do he whatever wants. he wants. Yeah. I, we should always, as a society, we should be letting Donald Glover do whatever the hell he wants. It's incredible. <laughs> yes, it's yes. so true. Trust in Donald Glover. Yeah. If he wants, if he say he said I want a million dollars, and he also wants a medical freighter. Medical freighter. Yes. <laughs> Give it to him. There you go. Exactly. There you Come go. On. Come on. All the medical freighters. All of them. 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 So that's that's kind of it. For, that's gonna be for Star Wars stuff today, y'all. Yes, but that's not you. You 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 had you're you're you've got your uh, hot little bee in your bonnet about something else. I do. Um, <laughs> it's a spicy little Barbie bee in my bonnet, gentlemen. Whoa! Today, uh, we got the first more than a teaser trailer for the Barbie movie directed by Greta Gerwig. <laughs> And I want to talk about it. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Ken. Hi, Ken. Are you guys? Are do you guys? Do you guys want to talk about it with me? Can you? Let's talk about, talk it, about it, it. You. You are the news lady here. Yeah. You're the do it. The news lady. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's not good. The either. news <laughs> lady. Nope. That's, you're the I'm, news. That's going on my. It's going on my resume. Yeah, I'm no, the news lady. Right. I, I have not seen the new trailer. I just loved the the first teaser, basing it off of 2001. I thought was brilliant. Which is brilliant and tells you, I think, the overall theme of. The, the the movie to come. However, uh, this trailer that they just released today very much or yesterday this week will be say I have no concept yeah. of time anymore. Yeah, who does? It's actually the first footage of the film that we are seeing. And I have a theory very similar to Star Wars. Anytime we get a new project uh, trailer, we always know that the footage that we're seeing is going to be within the first one to two episodes for the most part. Mm. I think that this trailer that we just got today for Barbie is going to be the first like maybe 20 minutes of the movie because yes. it's everything happening within Barbie world. And we see right. the main Barbie, Margot Robbie, and her main kin, Ryan Gosling, struggling to leave Barbie worlds. <laughs> Uh, why? Why would you ever leave Barbie World? Looks fantastic. Well, the thing is, I've heard it is a. It's just a. It's it's a Barbie World. It's a Barbie. Yeah, it's true. Right. It is it's a, a Barbie. Barbie world. World. That is correct, Brian. It is a it's Barbie. Literally world. a Barbie World. It's yes. fantastic. It's and fantastic. every single woman there is 
Barbie and it is all of the various accomplished Barbies. One of the Barbies is president. One of the Barbies is a Nobel Prize winner. One of the Barbies is a a, 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 a has a doctorate in physics. Uh, Barbie <laughs> is everything is the main point. Is also Kate Ken- McKinnon like the crazy Barbie, like the Barbie that was like, I don't know, punk rock Barbie or just a, yeah, a Barbie, Barbie? I think it's truly like the the posters that they put out. I think the the descriptor for Kate McKinnon's Barbie was this Barbie. Barbie can do the splits. And I okay. truly believe that Kate McKinnon is playing the Barbie that like had like her hair cut by some psychotic four year old <laughs> and like had like. her yeah. her feet chewed off by a dog kind of thing. You know, <laughs> it's not her right. bit. But you just saying that that she does the splits. It makes me think of um, it's Molly Shannon's bit. But I'm 50 <laughs> years old. And I can kick you can and draw a line. Split. From there to there. Yep. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Kind of. So, I mean, we're, we, and we got like the, my favorite thing about this trailer and all of the, the stuff surrounding it is that all of the Barbies are incredibly accomplished. And then all of the posters that they put out are just, this is Ken. This guy is also Ken. This is another Ken because Ken is just some guy. Barbie is the coolest chick in the world and she can do anything and be anything. And, and Ken is just some dude. Oh, see, I didn't even I didn't I should have picked up on that. That's it's fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, yes. And then I, my my final note on this is that uh, Will Ferrell is also in this movie. Uh, <laughs> playing playing just another Will Ferrell he's, character. He's playing the same character from the Lego movie. <laughs> yeah, he's president. He has another Truly. basement full of Barbie. He's some corporate, you know, mook. And yeah. he very much uh, the the is in on the bit because his poster you know if if you look it up every it's become a meme already in the past like 24 hours but his yeah, no, we've we've got one coming up for we you got one coming up too. later yeah. that i'm excited to talk about but with the will ferrell uh poster just says call him mother <laughs> What? And I'm, I don't oh, know because he's, he's probably I, like the head of Mattel, right? So yes. And I, I'm so excited to find out exactly what that means. <laughs> no, this, this movie looks amazing. And I love like the surreal, just craziness of it. And it obviously looks like it's going to be geared towards kids and adults. Yes. If, if the, if the, the button at the end of the trailer is anything to be, I don't know, <laughs> foreshadowed. I, uh, I think beat we're, you off. <laughs> I think, I think we're going to beat you off. I think it is, it is truly uh, wow. we are in for a treat. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be good. If I wasn't severely injured, I would beat you off right now, Ken. I'll beat you off with you any day, Ken. Anyone who wants to beat him off has to beat me off first. I will beat both of you off at the same time. Beat both of us off. Beach. Nobody's going to beat anyone off. I, I mean, it, it, I, I'm excited just as a fan of Greta Gerwig. Yes. And her work. Yeah. And Margot Robbie and, and uh, MMK yeah. and Simu Liu, who is playing the yeah. other main that's, kin. That's and, it, just in case... Listeners, you're wondering what the hell this has to do with Star Wars. There are connections. Oh, yes. Yeah, at least sure. to what we cover on this show. <laughs> Simu Liu and, um, and Kingsley Benadir are both Marvel. Well, one Marvel veteran and soon to be Marvel veteran. Kingsley Benadir is going to be in Secret Invasion. So mm. they are yep. both in the movie. And a direct Star Wars connection, Rhea Perlman's in the movie. There oh, well, there you I'll go. Sid. Sid. <laughs> Sid was a Barbie. This Barbie is Sid. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. And also, uh, uh, Nakute Gatwa, who's going to be yeah, the new Doctor the, the, Who. The, the, the new Doctor. The new Doctor. Yes. There you go. Connections abound. Yes. This is fantastic. We're going to see him in that before we see him as the Doctor. Yes. Ryan Gosling was in Blade Runner, which Harrison Ford which was also Harrison in. Harrison Ford was so in. So this is a, it's a just, fine connection. There you go. So this is uh, this has been uh, Return of the Pods, weird Star Wars version of the nine uh, levels of Kevin Bacon. This Barbie is a Star Wars podcast. Really Barbie is a Star Wars podcast. Really good work with that, Caitlin M. Bush. That was really great. good. <laughs> Listeners, would you believe that she had wrote none of that down? It's shocking. The ramblings of a mad Shocker woman. Of a mad woman. <laughs> of a mad woman who is exhausted and really excited about it. Just Barbie. wants to play with her dolls. <laughs> Did you see anything? No, sir. I didn't see you playing with your dolls. Good. Uh, Everybody got that? (laughs) Okay. With that, we're going to charge into chapter 22 of The Mandalorian. Oh, Mandalorian. Now, this episode is brand new, and we don't want to spoil you for any of it. So be warned that we're about to get into severe spoiler territory, and I mean it. We're going to spoil everything there is to spoil about chapter 22 after the spoiler klaxon is heard spoilers will come fast and loose so to sound the klaxon once again legendary Werner Herzog yes I have successfully defeated Calamity Ganon so I've put down my Nintendo Switch Lite but did you know I was once shot at with an air rifle during an interview. I would like to see the baby, so sound the spoiler klaxon, and what is that, Caitlin Ambush? There is a clear order in which to watch Star Wars The Mandalorian Season 3, Episode 6, and then listen to our podcast. Here we go again. Punch it. But bounty hunting is a complicated profession. The Mandalorian Season 3, Episode 6, premiered on Disney Plus on April 5th, 2023, directed by Bryce Dallas Howard. I love the Bryce Dallas Howard. She is really good with directing. Yeah. Yeah. She's really she's good. Good, good job. She's good. This Barbie is a director. Yeah, I was, I was just saying that. That's I was it. saying it's like I'm surprised she's not in the Barbie movie. Same. Oh, that'd be so good. Maybe she'll cameo. Is there a redheaded Barbie? There's got to be. There, there's right? always a redheaded. There's there's an everything Barbie. Yeah. Everyone can be Barbie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Anyone can wear the mask. Yeah. <laughs> we are all the Flash. This Spider Man is Barbie. There you yeah. go. See, it works for everything. We're all, we're all, we're all the bad batch. Um, written by John Favreau. First off, the soundtrack is out. Wow! Yes. All right. Hell Not yeah. for this episode. Oh. But there was a release last week of music for the first four chapters, scored by Joseph Shirley, with main themes by Ludwig Göransson. It seems they are doing this just like they did for season two: one album for the first half, one album for the back half. And I've been listening to the album since it came out and what a treat. There are a lot of themes and intricate things that they're weaving in here and weaving together that you don't notice when you're watching the show. So of course it's of course you're like, well, duh, but I don't, I don't know. It's, it's really helped to get me in the mood. You know, do, do they have the, the cool track from the, the X-wing pilot cantina? 
that we saw? Ooh. No, that that was um, uh, that will be on the next one. Okay, all right, all right. I'm, I'm wait for that. Wait on that is, one, Matt. But yep. there is wacky club music and the the upbeat resistance. Oh yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. That yep. Penn Pershing hears that's on there. Oh, awesome! Okay, I love that you hear stuff. Weird club yeah. music. They always put those on the albums. <laughs> those are my favorite. I love weird Star Wars music. Matt turns up to them at night whenever his family has gone to bed, and he puts on headphones and he just like screams yep. in his Locked basement, just over and over yeah. and over. Yeah, it's like three in the morning. He's like, and we wonder why he always sleeps till noon. Before we move on to the new episode, though, it's time to look back on the previous chapter and play the home edition of everyone's favorite game. It's been a little while, but Ooh. it's back. Welcome to What Did I Miss? Oh, I did not know we were doing this. I'm excited Same. to be here. This okay. is a surprise. Nothing major, but there were two fun details that I did not call attention to in the chapter titled The Pirate. The most thrilling episode of The Mandalorian that's ever existed. <laughs> wow. I believe I believe her. I do. Um, And and they're just fun. They're not critical, but they're fun. The first thing is Gorian Shart (laughs) says the phrase in a puffer pig's eye. Open fire below. In a puffer pig's eye. At one point, and I love that they referenced the puffer pig. We'll remember the puffer pig from the first Lando episode of Rebels. Oh, it was much tomfoolery. Head. Oh my god. the pig yeah. that puffed up and Zeg, Zeb frightened I and then shrunk the down. I love the puffer pig. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, kind of cute. Whatever it is. <laughs> so that's in a puffer pig's eye. I'm like, that's a nice little connection there. <laughs> and I, I had that in the script for last week, but just went right past it. No idea why. The second thing, we also had a callback to a very early line from Mando himself. Carl Weathers talks to him at the beginning of the battle. Mando is in the N1 flying around and he talks about odds. It's like they're they're You're really outnumbered. It's something like 10 to one Mando and Mando's response. I like those odds. I bet you do. <laughs> so calls back to what I think is the very first episode of this entire show. Isn't it? it sounds right. Mm, I think so. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's got the two guns on Imperials. We have you four to one. I like those odds. Yeah, it um, sounds like something he would say. If not the, the premiere, then very early on. Yeah. And that made me remember when he had the Amban rifle and made me miss it. Oh, yeah. Oh. Remember those days? Yeah, I do, Brian. I, I remember the, Am, the the Amban rifle. The old days. I know, because you, 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 yep. you have your own Nerf version. I do. It. I have the Nerf version of it. Yeah. That's what terrifying. do you find yourself doing with it? It's just in the corner. He hunts his children. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hunt my children with them. Yes. He hunts his children. Yeah. So it's like, well, that's that's how you get him to watch Star Wars blips. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So you will love Jedi Adventures. Yeah. yeah. Um, it truly is gonna be nerf or nothing over at your house. The next the next uh uh Max and Matt uh segment is just gonna be Max screaming. Yeah, it's just gonna be the most dangerous game with my son and Star Wars. Wow. <laughs> All right, anyway. Um, and that has been What Did I Miss? Okay, so on to the new episode itself. I want to get right right in with, to me, what I think the theme of this episode, and I think this theme of the entire season is now becoming clear, I think, for me. So I'm wondering if you both agree. Please tell me. I want to get your takes. Yeah. I want to see if you agree with me here. We already got the episode that introduced the amnesty program. 
which was a big swerve. Mm -hmm. The New Republic forgiving Imperials and reforming them into members of their new society. But this new chapter really extends that theme even further in a number of different ways. More former Imperials, certainly especially one, more amnesty. You could see the love between a Quarren and a Moncal as part of this, reprogramming separatist droids from the Clone Wars, a separatist in the flesh. All of them now just said sorry and are given kind of a blank slate. All of it now paired also with Bo-Katan's journey, as well as Mando having to redeem himself in the living waters. So I'm getting the feeling that they're really smacking us over the head that forgiveness is a big theme of this season. And the line that crystallizes it is actually spoken aloud. And I can't believe I'm about to say this by Lizzo. Is there no room for a little bit of forgiveness in a galaxy so vast? Mm. Interesting. I've got, and there are a couple of prongs on this fork that I want to mention, because it's not as clear cut as that. But I want to get thoughts. All of Caitlin Bush, Matt Romano. Do you think I'm like, Cuckoo, cuckoo, crazy. <laughs> I, the the whole uh, rebirth narrative. I can I can understand that. I think it it goes into into Mando's whole mission about it has been his overwhelming thing for uh, for this season of I need to be reborn. I need to to look into myself and forgive myself and have the people around me forgive me for the sin of removing my helmet, which is neither here nor there, but I can, I can see that connection happening. I think you are, I think you hit the nail on the head with that. Mr. Yeah. Yeah. I'd imagine though, one of those prongs on your fork there, uh, Brian Silliman is that, you know, the, the new Republic is trying to forgive the empire and letting all these people into the amnesty Mm. program. And one, should they be forgiven? And two, I don't know if that's necessarily going to work out for them. That, that That's going to come back to bite them. I war, think. Cr- war crimes tend to not go away for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, whether you're brainwashed, whether you're or complicit for your own greed, or if you're a full on fascist mm-hmm. saying sorry, and then it's like, okay, back to your regular life, you get the first order in 20 yeah. in like what, 20 years. It's like, we, we yeah. know that's coming. Right. So, yes, in terms of those prongs, forgiveness is important. I agree. And again, I can't believe this is what I'm saying. <laughs> I agree with Lizzo on that line. <laughs> we see Mando's lingering resentment toward not he's getting through with droids, but resentment toward battle droids, which we'll get to the scene. It's not healthy. So we see that clearly. You can't carry on this bitterness and this resentment on another front. Forgiving. Yes. But then using the forgiven Imperials and the droids to do all the work that you don't want to do. That's not good. That's Mm. kind of a new uh, crime in the works there. Just slightly. Exactly. It's through the amnesty program. They're doing it. And through even further than that, we're just reprogramming droids from the clone war. So how far back does this go? And to take it even further for another prong, a forgiven Imperial under amnesty playing hollow ball, living a life of luxury. Is this what Saw Gerrera fought for? What he died for? What the entire oh my God. Rogue Saw One Gerrera squad would died for? sooner gouge his own eyeballs out than watch <laughs> it actually happen. He gets yeah. one yeah. look. Yeah. Yep. Jack Black, again, surprising that I'm, that I'm saying this right now, Jack Black <laughs> 
former forgiven imperial fascists we're talking about blew up a planet. They didn't stop and say, oh, the Death Star is full of people. They just blew it up. Yeah. You know, they would have lost if they did that. And we never once do they consider, yeah, we probably killed a lot of contractors yep. like <laughs> contractors and and civilians and prisoners and everything else but that's yeah. time for another day people living under the rule of law against their will kind of thing yeah, yeah. it's it's there's y- you just don't forgive fascists and as i'll mm-hmm. get into a little more in a little bit it's like all these well they said we're sorry i don't think they said i'm wrong or yeah. i was wrong and there's a big difference between those things yeah yeah, I, I have a lot of thoughts on Mr. Black as well. I think yeah. I can't yeah. wait to get into them. I think we're going to well, we'll get okay. Yeah, we'll get into the actual <laughs> yeah. actual episode because and a good example of this is it happens towards the beginning. The New Republic also keeps trying to make the old ways work for them, like chain codes. They were mm-hmm. an awful invention of the Empire, and we see them discover it on Bad Batch. It's like yeah, it's dehumanizing and everything, but tech's like it is very efficient. The New <laughs> Republic finds them useful, so they still use them. Crazy. Mm. It's like, yeah, yeah, it sucks and it's, you know, it's, it's horrible and it's the Empire, but it works. So <laughs> they just sweep it under the rug or just paste over it, tape, paint over it. It's fine. Totally fine. Um, yep. Don't do the work. You know what? They're, they're not doing the they're work. They're not doing the work. They're not doing the work, Brian. They are not doing the work. They're not doing the work. You think they're, they're doing the work because you see them getting up and doing work, but it's but not they're not the doing work. the work. They're not they're doing just, the work, guys. They're, they're half-assing the work. <laughs> exactly. That's what I would say. If you're, not, you're either going to half-ass, you're not going to half-ass one thing, you're going to whole-ass yeah. something. <laughs> you got to whole-ass the you work. you got to whole-ass something. <laughs> that is what Caitlin M. Bush says, and I'm sure Lizzo would agree. Absolutely she would. Uh, Lizzo yeah. is undoubtedly a fan of Ron Swanson from Parks and Rec. Yes. Anything worth doing is worth doing well. So if you're going to sit on that throne, sit on it really miserably. Or don't even Perfect. Okay, the chapter opens with a Quarren ship, which is a rarity in and of itself. We've got a Quarren captain in a big water tube, and it's just right on the bridge of the ship. I love it. It's like, it's like a snack too. tube. You know, because yeah. she, she eats a little fish, you know, like yeah, they uh, yeah. give her a little fish nice. in a glass. It's yeah, like, cause why put this anywhere else? Why not just, yeah, I right like there that it's delivered bridge. in like a, a, it's delivered so elegantly. She's the captain. In like, yeah. in like a little glass grail. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so she and her crew are intercepted by Moff Gideon's captured destroyer. And in charge of that destroyer are the group of Bo-Katan's former night owl comrades that are now led by the returning Axe Wolves, played by Simon Cassianidis. And alongside him is Cosca Reeves, played once again by Mercedes Vernado. What beautiful people, honestly. Yeah, good looking bunch of mandos. Yeah. Just a good looking bunch of mandos without their helmets on. That's why they want to take their helmets off. Yeah, yeah. exactly. They're like, yeah, I'm not going to hide this. If, if I was them, I'd be like, I want everyone to see. I'm not wearing, I'm not covering this face. Yeah. Put this helmet on in this Barbie world? Come on. <laughs> um, I had heard somewhere, I don't I get it was wrong that that either he or she were not coming back, and I'm really glad that they are. Same. Um, so apparently this Quarren captain has fallen in love with a Mon Cal Royal, and yes. his Mon Cal Viceroy parent wants him back, and it doesn't matter. He says there's peace now between Quarren and Mon Cal, which is, if we remember back from the Clone Wars and other things, they were... There was not peace. So now Mortal Monkel and the Quarren can be friends. <laughs> but no, this Monkel Viceroy wants his wants her son back, and they've hired these Mandos to go and get him. So these Mandos are now guns for hire. 
you might say, and they thought the Mandos were honorable and Costco Reeves has, a, has an answer for that. I thought Mandalorians were honorable. We are, kid. All it takes is a few credits. And Matt, you had a, a, a an observation about this. I did. So if you go back to season one, chapter three, The Sin, after Mando gets the Beskar makeover, Grief Karga presents Din with a bounty puck of a Mon Cal nobleman's son who skipped bail. Ah, that's the best of the lot, a nobleman's son skipped bail. <laughs> Looks like you're headed to the ocean dunes of Karnak. Is Wait, it the same Mon Seriously? Yes, sir. I believe so. <gasps> it looks like they seeded this moment back in season one, which is very cool. For this Mon Cal prince? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it looks that way. <sighs> Do you really, is that really the same? Do you think that's the same? Yeah, I, I did a little searching and I checked Wikipedia and it looks like they added it to an entry for it. So oh there my you go. God. And Wikipedia doesn't lie. Matthew, right? <laughs> excellent. Excellent there you connection. Go. Oh, thank you for that. You're welcome. See, that was wonderful. <laughs> you missed that one. Yeah. So here's, we got, well, well, no, I had it here. I just hadn't gotten to it yet. <laughs> oh, sure, sure. One we'll less, say. what did I miss for next no, week? I'll, I'll, com- I'll completely admit, I had no idea. That's kind of dope. I was, I thought this was like kind of of a random connection, but now, yeah, that's really well. Cool. And it makes me think now that it's like a thing. I don't know if we're going to see this story play out somewhere or, I you know, hope so. skeleton crew. <laughs> like, this has know. potential to be the new frog lady love story. Yeah. I yes. want them to like to reconnect. I want her, this pirate lady to go after her, her, her Mon Cal lover and like reconnect and, and, it, mm-hmm. you know, because they're, because they're goodbye. And, and this is the next part. They have such a romantic goodbye. And to the point where her quarantine tendrils are stroking his face again, like freaking Davy Jones again with a different character. We've never, we've never seen quarantine tendrils do this, but it was it was gross. But at the same time, it was sweet. It was. I was. It was. It was so sweet. I'm like, I'm not not into it. Yeah, I'm not not charmed. I think I might be into it. Um, but so anyway, the, the quarantine captain makes a rare reference to speaking basic. They reference the planet Trask, which is where we saw all of the quarantine Fisher folk in season two. And then I texted this earlier to you both. This I'll, I know we try and keep things positive on this podcast and not complain, but I'm going to full on say this, something, this something right here pissed me off. Uh Oh, yeah, I know. And from what you were, I, yes, correct. Yeah. It royally pissed me off. And it's so small and insignificant. It and doesn't nobody matter. Else, and yet. I know there's one other, t- there's one other Twitter. Oh, <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. That is going to see this. But the subtitles for when they're speaking Quarren, there's always been font, the same font yeah. for years now. They decided it's all going to be uniform. Or one of the re-releases, I think, of um, of the what was six movies at the time. They continued that font through all of the Disney movies and in Solo, in Mandalorian, in all of them. It sometimes changes color from yellow, but it's always the same font here and in Mandalorian seasons. Yeah, the same yeah, font, same font here, different font. Yeah, I don't know what 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 could have prompted that decision. You know. Just to clarify for listeners, the thing that Brian is upset about is the change of the font. The font. The yes. yes. It's font watch. The, the font. Font watch. Welcome back to font watch. <laughs> now, I know that 
Twitter account, Star Wars Fonts, is yep. going to be just as intrigued by this as I am. Maybe not as as riled and pissed off, and this font is Barbie. Or this mm, Maybe we can poke him in that direction. We can I'm get a right there with. I'm right there with you, Ryan. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, that, that threw me you? off as soon as you pointed it out. I was like, "Yeah, damn, all yeah, right." I enjoy fonts. I find them fun, and I really love Star Wars fonts. Matt, I know I'm not alone. I know you do too. I love me a good Star Wars font. I mean, I, and, and we all, all three of us do. So I was like, I want to know what the decision was. And I'm curious, did they go back and change the digital releases of the movie? Is this what all of the fonts are now? Hmm. In all of the movies? Did huh. they just go back? Because they do that. You know, investigation they do. is afoot, gentlemen. We're going to have to keep a close eye on it. Unless yeah. you're watching on physical disc, if you're watching any other kind of New Hope, you got McClunky in there. McClunky. <laughs> you do. You got the McClunky all up in you there. You got it. Yep. Sucks, but um, it's there. So anyway, we're, we'll font watch. Font will continue. And I know, um, yes, this is a big deal for me and nobody else, but <laughs> so be it. Da-dum. <laughs> Chapter 22, <laughs> Guns for Hire. And Caitlin, just to go back, yeah, I, I really hope they continue this little love story. I think, I think it, it, would, I think be it would be hilarious. Darling. I would love to see this like play out throughout the rest of the season. I want them reunited. We love, we love young love. I just have a feeling they're planting this in like in Mando season four. He's going to need like, I don't know, a carburetor for the uh, N1. And they're going to yes. be like, all right, but first you got to get the calamari priest. And they can only, and they can only make out in one specific planet. <laughs> but to get to that planet, you need this random droid part. There's exactly. only one. One place to get that. Exactly. Oh, sorry, Mando, but I need you to do this for me first. Yeah. Yeah. It's, That's what's um, going to happen. Yep. Nail on the so, head. Yep. Thank which you. is pretty much what this episode is, is Mando pulls in on a random planet and fun ensues. Again. Again. Just we're, a we're, classic Mando scenario. We're back to it. Yeah. It yeah. is. People are like, what is this? It's, oh, it's just another side quest. It's like. Well, yeah, it's the we haven't, whole show is side quests. The whole show quests. is side quests. <laughs> it, 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 it really hasn't been so much. This Star season. Wars no, yeah. colon side quests should be like the the, the actual name of this. <laughs> yes. show. I mean, going yeah. to save Ragnar was a bit of a side, but all of that's kind of tied into the stuff with the armor yeah, and, yeah. The, yeah. and the children of the watch. This was just do this for us. This was this was do this, do for, this us. for us, and we'll. Yeah. Go forward. Anyway, Mando and Bo-Katan, they pull up on Plazir 15, where they see the small night owl fleet assembled. Bo wants to recruit them back into the fold. They pass a pair of former Imperial droids, who are kind of a, another Bizarro R2 and 3PO. And then they're in this tube transport system, which takes them into the city for a side quest. Yes. It's like before, before you go and, and see those other Mandos, you got to... Go and talk to our leaders. So we go. They go into this big lavish party. That's a big Star Wars version of District One. <laughs> it's just yeah, crazy. That's exactly Full what it is. Some wacky new designs as well as classic ones. There's a. There's speaking of frog lady. There's a, a frog couple. Yep. There, the Inishi Tib, Bith, Celestins, and more, and they're all drinking from tubes hooked up to some giant bulbous thing on the ceiling. Yeah. Do you see that? Looks yeah. delicious. Um, and. Okay. Delicious. Thought Delicious. of it that way. Yep. <laughs> and they meet Captain Bombardier and the Duchess, played by Jack Black and Lizzo. Crazy. My reaction to this, I was watching this on the train on my phone this morning on the way into work. 
mm-hmm. and I saw this scene specifically, and it was revealed that Lizzo and Jack Black were in the Mandalorian canon now, and I just texted the both of you, um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I think my response was exactly, exactly. <laughs> we fell in love. We fell in love. We did fall in love. <laughs> I will say because I I will will cut off a lot of confusion. I think for for some of our listeners, maybe for a lot of people, I think a lot of folks, you know. Jack Black is Jack Black. We accept him popping up anywhere. He is an icon. He is the moment at all times. Love him. I've stand him from the beginning. Tenacious D. Fantastic. Same, Matt. Yeah. Been a been an insane Jack Black fan. Will day one. You know, our entire lives. Mm -hmm. Uh, His beard Mm -hmm. is magnificent in this show. Mm -hmm. He's just uh, he's great. He's just he had nothing but love. Lizzo. I am. I'm a giant Lizzo fan. Uh, She is a an icon of a generation she is the moment at all times as well and i think a lot of people you know there was a lot of questions well, why is lizzo in this all of a sudden you know etc cetera, etc cetera. uh journey back with me to 2021 in which lizzo was baby yoda for halloween <laughs> I remember this. Yeah, she's a big fan, right? She's a she's a big fan of the Mandalorian, uh, which girl same. uh, (laughs) Absolutely love this for her. Is it a delayed reaction on Lucasfilm's part? Having her brought in two years later is a little awkward. Yes. Mm. Do I love seeing Lizzo holding the Yoda baby? Also, yes. Yes, I'm sure she had a good time with that too. Yes, and I, 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 yes, I'm sure she had a great time, and therefore I am having a great time. All the love to Lizzo in the world. Uh, I, I, I have nothing else to add beyond that. I, I I will admit I didn't realize this was Lizzo. (laughs) There's nothing. I think as we were saying Um, before the the credit said Lizzo. We were saying before the the. Before recording, you are not her target audience. Uh, no, that is I, not. I'm, just, I'm also. I'm not. For, I'm not familiar. I'm. I know the name. I know she's very important to a lot of people. Yeah. And 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 I know a couple songs from things like used on TikTok and stuff like that. But I don't. I'm not very familiar with her work, and I, obviously not enough to recognize her on site. And, and I also, don't think never in a million a years fault. would I have. Would I have thought, oh, yes, Lizzo is in Star Wars now? I don't think Lizzo what, would think that she would what, be invited to be in Star Wars. <laughs> also, in, and it's as weird as that is, in what universe is Werner Herzog in Star Wars? Or yes, B. Yeah. Arthur? Or Harvey Corman? This, for yeah. a moment, turns into... Steers into holiday special just a little bit. <laughs> a little, it's a little holiday special. Was I very thrown off by these cameos all of a sudden by these two very big stars? Absolutely. Am I still trying to understand my feelings about it? Also, yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'll tell you though, I watched watching the scene a second time. It was more joyous than mm. taking me out. It was just okay, going for the okay. story. And I was actually hearing what they were saying. <laughs> <laughs> Beyond just, oh my God. Yeah, it's between like, what is it? Where am I? I had, I, the, I had the same reaction, Brian. Yeah, yeah. I, I, on a second viewing, it was just, I, I was able to enjoy it a lot more. I think I was just like like getting hit from every direction watching it the first time. Yeah. Like it was just a lot. And uh, 
it was great. I mean, the second time I, I, I really enjoyed it a lot more. It felt like a Clone Wars episode, honestly. It's like it's like uh, the most animation that sense, yeah, and this Mando's this was, ever been. Like, this was hardly the only thing. There's a thing coming up that was right out of a notorious Clone Wars episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's this is this is the wacky side of Star Wars here. Yes. And the softer side of Sears. Yeah, there's like Andor and then there's like uh, nomad droids, and this is kind of like yeah. this is little towards nomad somewhere droids. Somewhere in there. To nomad droids. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's fine. That's the thing. Sometimes it can be Luthen Rail's monologue. Sometimes <laughs> it's Lizzo with, what is it? A hologram jellyfish dress, a hologram jellyfish that follows her around, or that is part of her body. What is that? Caitlin and Bush, you saw the thing that's that's I on did. her. She's got like a hollow that's, that's thing. Following no, her. I feel yeah. like it's just a hollow. Ho- I feel like it's a hollow thing that is a part of her culture, and also she looks fucking incredible with it. So she's just like, I just want to look cool. Uh, I'm just gonna have this like hollow flower thing follow me around, and her people were like, Yeah, you look great. That juice is worth the squeeze. The yeah. juice is worth the squeeze. <laughs> Thank you, you Matthew. You said it. Oh, I'm a big Lizzo fan. Big Lizzo yes. house here at the Romano House. We love Lizzo. Yeah. yeah. I, I, and I, and now I'm I I and now it's time. I'm thinking it's like I think it's time of probably getting a Lizzo. You know? I have so many things so to send my, you, Brian. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it in my own way. I need to. <laughs> no, I I know where exactly where to start. You. It's okay. We're gonna we're gonna ease I, you I, into I don't this. Need we're gonna a, be gentle. I don't need a guide. No, I'm gonna we're gonna be your guide. I, I hadn't thought of it like that. Um, <laughs> You make you make an interesting point. So anyway, Jack Black is a former Imperial. So thanks to the Amnesty program, he's here. He's being of service, and he married the Duchess. He married Duchess Lizzo. Is yep. last time I looked, she has not given a last name except for Duchess. She's so, Duchess Lizzo. She's I think Duchess I Lizzo. think that is how we should refer to her in real life as well as just yeah, Duchess Lizzo. Until, yep. until yep. they, or I discover a better name. That's yeah. it. Most <laughs> of the society is run by droids. That's why everyone can sit around like this and just have these parties. The droids are malfunctioning. So if Mando and Bo fix them, they'll petition the new Republic to recognize Mandalore as a sovereign system. They also mention that the idea of monarchy and also that it's voted for. So it's, it's both. Mm-hmm. Here it's so it's it's similar to the cockamamie way that the Naboo do things. So that anyway, sucks, thanks yeah. to thanks to the amnesty, Jack Black came here, fell in love with Lizzo, and now they are having these big parties with this bulbous blob, giving them the blue liquid, and everything is conveniently run by droids. So Bo Katan is convinced, and they're like, okay, there are battle droids involved too. And Mando was convinced way earlier on because he says, "What do you think?" You had me at battle droids. Yeah, that was good. And mm-hmm. the, ro- the romance of the episode continues. Yeah. And I'm realizing this is this is Mando's rom-com episode. This is Mando's rom-com episode. Yes. <laughs> but I'm only, rep- I'm only <laughs> oh realizing now. It's like, oh, it's like fascist and non-fascist. Oh, now they're in love. Oh, wacky vacation <laughs> destination. Uh, crime to be solved. Yeah, sounds rom-com wow. to me. A <laughs> line like you had me at battle droids. I'm I'm disappointed in myself for not making this connection in the I first place. And y'all are just really out here like, like <laughs> showing you the way. Yes, thank you. I mean, it's like a rom-com noir. You know, we to, got it going to quote on. quote Vanessa thank Hudgens, you. this is the way. <laughs> um <laughs> As, I'm surprised there isn't someone popping up with a V-Hudge sweater in this, like straight out of Night 
before Christmas. Um, I would have loved that. And wow. just in case anyone's wondering, they're still sold out everywhere. I, I understood that reference. As much as Mando's trust of droids has grown, he still hates battle droids. Can you blame him? Um, it's This is a thing. It's, again, you can't just say sorry. We know that they killed his family or whatever. Yeah. And so he trusts, you know, R5 and trust some others, but when it comes to battle droids... He's a little weird. Nah, nah. Yeah, he was yeah. a little triggered in this episode. Yeah, with he the gets droids. a little shifty. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, and there's a moment coming where it's it's really, I mean, it's, it's a really interesting Mando moment, but it's kind of a stupid way to say it, but a, a Din Djarin moment, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's an interesting character beat for him. Mm-hmm. But before that, Mando and Bo visit Commissioner Hellgate, played by... Christopher Lloyd <laughs> he shows up finally. at last. Finally. Here he is. And right here, I was like, well, he's he's behind this. He's, 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 the, bad. The, he's the bad guy. He's he's yeah. the villain. Obviously, he's the cameo that has that has the longest career. Yeah. In this episode, he's he's the one. Yes. Um, yeah. And he nailed was. it. Um, <laughs> he was it's like good for good for me. <laughs> He makes it clear that this whole place is reliant on droid labor, and he really sells this. I didn't. I wasn't thinking, oh, it's Christopher Lloyd. I just was buying him as this character in Star Wars. Yeah, he was good. Y- yeah, but yeah. in hindsight, hindsight is twenty twenty, y'all, and it makes the most sense in the world. But yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. we'll find out later that he's. It's not that he has love for the Empire; he has love for someone else. <laughs> Yeah. He's again rom com with so with with uh, another older legend who is dead at this point. Mm-hmm. Continues the to it, the, the legend of the rom com continues to grow. Yeah. What am I gonna say? <laughs> that I have to shut down the droids and get over this character <laughs> hey, that I love. What are we gonna do? So he sends the he's like his is what you gotta do. You gotta go to the lower levels to talk to Ugnots. So Mando they go down, they're talking to the Ugnots, and this is something I I again Another bromance that happened early on in Mando. Mando this was delightful, shows, honestly. Yeah, really good diplomacy by invoking Queel. I am Mandalorian Din Djarin, friend of Ugnat Queel. You will answer our questions and help us with our task. I have spoken. Mm-hmm. And yeah. what a wonderful connection that was. And immediately, all these Ugnats just... Okay, they, they then they're at the table. Well, it shows you a little bit of growth. And as much as Bo wants to be the leader of Mandalore, it's like Mando's got all the diplomacy skills. You know, he's, and so he's does she. One, he's but we see we see later on. You know, the two of them are a team. Yeah, like, they're, they're, yeah, they're, you're, that's coming through loud. They're and clear. a formidable yeah. team, and yeah. with all, I, and I don't, I still, I don't think that the rom com is going to extend to them being in love. No. You know what I see them more as and I I'm just coming thinking of this now. Maybe a little more like Ted Lasso and Rebecca. Did y'all get the OJ trial over here? Ted, please. I can't just have you waltzing in here whenever you wish. What if I soft shoe in, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's fun. She is is the ultimate king of the castle kind of thing, queen of the castle, but queen of the castle. But like <laughs> you know, it takes a village kind of thing to, to do all of this stuff. And this episode more than anything proves that the two of them are a fantastic team. It does. Uh, the only thing missing is I would love a two. And there are a couple of two shots of them like side by side. I'd love one with Pedro sans helmet. Yeah. Ugh, it's gotta happen. Come it. on. I want the two. I want, I would love it if he took it off in front of her and also took off the helmet. <laughs> yeah. Give us Pedro. That was a wonderful connection. They pass them on to the loading docks where we get 
battle droids talking in live action again. So there's that. Mando kicks a super battle droid to provoke a response. And here we go. Kicks several. He's gotten, again, like we said, he's gotten past certain things, but not with the super battle droids. And he kicks it. A, a chase ensues. It does provoke the response. They gun it down in the street and they find a spark pad, which leads them to a droid bar. So we had which a droid a spa in Clone Wars, <laughs> the notorious episode Evil Plans. And now, welcome to a droid bar. Well, and, and the spark book is like the matchbook, I guess, that you would get yes. from a bar. You know, like, I looked up yeah. what this was yeah. and I found no precedent for what a spark pad is. Yeah, but I think that's what it was. Like you'd find a dead body like, oh, he was at the bar. Look at the matches, you know, like <laughs> I did not make that connection, but that makes sense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah they're like, oh, search him. I'm like, what? Look search through his him. pockets. Yeah. Look at his wallet. It's like, what, where does he have like this droid pack of matches yes. staple, like glued to the side? Yeah. Of him? <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. it was. It, but I, I also love there. There's a lot of fun to be had in this chase line banter back and forth with Mando and Bo. I also very much got a uh, in the the chase. I got a very um, um, Anakin chasing uh, Zam yeah, through yeah. the through the streets of Coruscant kind of deal as well. And, and hey, crime tape, Star Wars crime yes, scene tape, Star Wars crime tape. <laughs> oh, yes, yeah. What is around that? I, I, think I really like that. It's so something good. similar in Clone Wars, but now I'm, I'm, I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was the highlight for like, me. Just, just accept it. It's like this is no weirder than big glob of thing, <laughs> you know, dripping liquid through tubes for you to drink at a table next to a frog. Person. <laughs> so at the droid bar, which is called the Resistor, we see almost every kind of droid in Star Wars there is, and this is another reverse take on the New Hope. We don't serve their kind yes. here, mm, Cantina Line, because yeah. this is all for droids. I don't think they get many of our kind here. For the bartender, Plazir is a place former separatist droids can survive and not be scrapped by the New Republic. Mm. So again, it's, it's a haven. It's almost yeah. it's separatist droids seeking redemption, and that's like two wars ago. <laughs> that's nuts. So yeah, it's it's still going back, and I immediately think, what do they serve? At a droid bar, they hooked up to power. <laughs> and then they tell us. What do they talk about? What are they in there talking about? Yes. Like their day? You know, like- <laughs> servos and, and, and spark pads and, and I don't know. Uh. But they serve a liquid called Nepente, which the droids are all taking it through tubes. Similar vibe to the weird party earlier. If mm. all of them with these tubes connected to them, it's, it was a little parallel, I thought. I'll tell you where the name Nepente derives from. Ooh. It derives from the Odyssey. Where in that story, it is a drug that banishes grief and trouble. And oh. if the name sounds familiar, not because you're an Odyssey, a, a Homer scholar. Unfortunately, I, I very much recognize it from the you. Are, well, yeah, you are a Homer <laughs> scholar. Um, I recognized it more from season one of Star Trek Picard. Shut up, Wesley. Because it features a planet named Nepenthe, where Riker and Troy retired to. Oh, right. Yeah. I researched the name when covering that for something. Else. Yes. So for the, for different reasons or whatever Good. else. So all of these droids said, sorry, but they still need to banish grief and trouble. And I just wrote, okay, 
How much are these droids feeling? Once again, this question, if they're drinking this to forget grief and trouble, if they're grieving and they're here and they're doing, and the one droid, the bartender is, is sad. The performance is sad. Caitlin and Bush, I instantly thought of you. The question, I have no answers. I mean, it, it like it, it immediately, I was so confused by this because you know, it immediately is, you know, the, 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 Philip K. Dick of it all, you know, the, the droid, do androids dream of electric sheep kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we once yeah. again get into the, the debate of how cognizant and how individualistic and how uh, uh, conscious are droids beyond their programming. And it once again, uh, I think, brings up this this regular Star Wars debate that was also, you know, in in Solo, a Star Wars story and in several yeah. things beyond this, you know, how. How cognizant are droids? Are droids rights a thing that we should be, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, looking for in a galaxy far, far away? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I, I still go back. We've talked about this before. Droid, the notion of droid torture, which yeah. we saw in Return of the Jedi. With the, the so, to this day, uh, that poor gonk droid getting his, uh, its Yes. Yes. yes, to this day that haunts me every time yeah, I think about it. You know, it's yeah. dark. It's dark. Yeah. So where is that line? We don't know, but it just it really, that scene makes you think. And Matt, was that the cl- another Clone Warsy scene you were thinking of? Yeah. The droid bar? Absolutely. I mean, yeah. everything about this episode just screams Clone Wars to me. And mm. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it truly does. Especially, and you were right in pointing out the, 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 holographic police tape. Yeah, just so it's, good. Come on. It was so great. So great. <laughs> it is so choice. So in a lab, they find that the Nepenthe has nano droids in it. And that's why the droids are going bad. And these nano droids originate with the techno union. So we get another <laughs> reference to them. They are then attacked by what looks like a reformed interrogation droid. And once again, yep, here's a zoo. Appearing in Star Wars. Wow. And look at them all painted up for this episode in costume. He's putting on those makeup, you know. He kept it from me. That again, that's not another droid. That is him as an actor in the show. Because he was running his mouth about doing his own stunts. Remember? Well now live and we're like, in what? What? And now we've found out, and this is why he has abandoned us. Yep. Because he's bigger than us. The voice, but he was like, Oh no, it's like there's nothing, whatever. And I was like, hmm. What's what the hell's going on? He's yeah. a little too big for his britches, y'all. Yep. Yeah. I, and he sent me a text to tell me after this. He's like, you know, don't worry. When Mando cuts the droid in half with the dark saber, it was a stunt. Oh, he's like, okay. I I was not hurt. Oh. And I just wrote back, yeah, I was not worried. <laughs> um, so anyway, it, Mando gets a good shot, and finally with the dark saber here, and you can kind of see Bo watching him do it, and in, like just an interesting look on her face. Azu is now currently, as always, probably off at parties and getting Brazilians again. So who knows? <laughs> he loves those back. Brazilians. He really, he really does. does. Uh, and I'm like, what are you yeah. getting them on? It's, it's I don't matter. know. Uh, they trace the tampering back, you guessed it, to Commissioner Hellgate. Great Scott! Who is a former, not even a former Imperial under Amnesty. He's a separatist. Yes. He's been around a while. And guess who he's in love with? Count, Count Dooku. Dooku. Count Dooku was a visionary. He was cut short in his prime by the Jedi forces. 
what am I going to say? How to hit a, hit a lightsaber. It was curved. It was weird. And when he <laughs> mentioned Count Dooku, I was like, a Count Dooku reference in The Mandalorian? Screw it. Mind blown. <laughs> He's, he was so in love with Count Dooku. And you know what? Uh, who who amongst the separatists was not in love with Count Dooku? Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, he's one of the ones that's like in the episode Heroes on Both Sides when they form their own Senate. It's, oh, okay. You thought he was just like statesman with a lot of good ideas. You didn't realize he was a f***ing Sith Lord. Yeah. There we go. Or you did. And that makes you even more of a piece yes. of shit. Yes. So, I, I I don't know. I thought he was like, oh, I, I'm loyal to the emperor, or whatever. It's like, no, Count Dooku is where he hangs his head. Hey, you know, good for him. He, he's like an old boomer. Classic, <laughs> classic. I don't know what else to call him. Whatever the I boomer guess, equivalent like, of in reverse, Star Wars is in, in the Star Wars chronology. Yeah, in release order, no. no but right, in right, right, chronology, yeah. and no offense to boomers. I'm just saying, generationally, no. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. Just, yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, I, I am not. We're not boomers, but right. Well, I'm Oregon Trail generation. Um, he then threatens to turn every droid in the place back to violent, but Bo-Katan gets the drop on him right quick. It's it's over. It's over before it starts. Before the captain and Duchess Lizzo and some, they're playing some kind of paddle hollow ball here. <laughs> sure. I was like, work, work, by all means, you know, have fun. Uh, you know. <laughs> okay. Um, Hellgate gives a phrase we've heard before in the series when he's, a, when he's accosted, but it's like, how could you do this? Despicable. If that isn't the quarter calling the stiffling slimy, I beg your pardon. That was good. Yep. Which we've heard that line before, but it was wonderful hearing Christopher yeah. Lloyd give it such gravitas. Yeah. Yes. And also repeating it makes it like, you know, more, they're just yeah. not just a one-off thing. Like, they, it's like everybody says this. We are going to make sure you know that this is a thing. <laughs> Um, the Duchess then gives Mando and Bo the key to Blazier. <laughs> okay, is, it's and it's like you'd expect a big, a big key, a big key, big key to the city. It's like cool. okay, right. I don't know what they're enormous. We'll, yep. we'll just find a place in the Razor Crest to hang that. I was gonna oh, wait. put this in the Mando cave. I don't like, know. Cool. What are they gonna? She got You think she's gonna hang it on the wall of her gauntlet fighter? Yeah, maybe. She is, she, just so, she is uh, <laughs> so polite about it, though. Like yeah. that, she takes all of this so well, and it's 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 once again giving. You know, she grew up as a princess, as a royal. She knows how to behave in these kind of situations, yeah, even if point. it's yeah. not her. Even if like it makes her a little uncomfortable, she knows what to do. Yeah, and that's a wonderful point, Caitlin Ambush, because earlier in the episode, Jack Black calls her Princess Crees. Yeah, so he knows. That she's royal and and treats her with with the appropriate respect, unlike some others. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so that was a just thinking of Jack Black saying the word Prince, word the Princess name Princess Crees. What is going what? on? What this is twenty twenty three. This yeah. is the world that we live in now. I, uh, yeah. Jack Black is in Star Wars. All right. Okay. Um, <laughs> we got to change tack. It's time. This is a fine time as any to go into everyone's favorite segment. Moments with baby. Yes. Bad baby. Sorry about that. He's young. So here's here's what I counted off. We got a few. Uh, Lizzo and the baby really hit it off. Could I perhaps hold the baby, please? Yes. Lizzo shows a little bit of a, f a fishy to baby. and Baby immediately 
somersaults over and jumps jumps at it. <laughs> he loves doing that jump. Rocks. Yeah, that's good. Lizzo is is holding baby for a lot of this. I wondered if I, I, I was this in Lizzo's contract. It, like, it's it must yeah. be. Uh, I mean, as I mentioned earlier, uh, Lizzo went as Baby Yoda for Halloween yeah. a couple of years ago. She obviously is a huge fan of all things the Yoda baby, and therefore, I think they just said, you know what? As many times as we can put the Yoda baby, as many times as you can put Grogu and Lizzo in the same shot, let's do it. It's like her contract requires at least 21 times that she gets to hold Yoda baby. So yes. we only got 19. So we got to bump it up. Um, okay. Um, <laughs> baby seems for a moment to not like being pet by her. She's kind of petting Yoda baby. Like, like he's an animal. But later when we, when we check back in on them, he seems to really like her. Yeah, she's, she's like, lady, like, I'm 60. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But also, you know, who doesn't, who doesn't love a, who doesn't love a, like a little head scratch, you know, every once in a while, a little yeah. head massage. Yeah, and, right. You uh, know. I, I don't need them. No, I think it's great. Like, get, get, get off of me. <laughs> <laughs> also, Lizzo knights him. Sure. Why not? Him. Why not? Lizzo knights Yoda baby. Great. Lizzo takes a sword an actual like sword from one of the guards and makes him what she calls a knight in the order of independent systems. The Yoda baby is, is Sir Yoda baby now. Okay. So Sir Grogu, a knight of the order of the independent systems. So the N-O- <laughs> yes. um, oh yeah. That, that, um, but why? Like, what does he actually do in this episode? Have, to, aside from being adorable, which that's fine if that's what it's I think for. it's because she he, she knows that he was helping her cheat, you know, in that game. Yes. He's using the force oh. to help her oh, cheat. Oh, that's, it's part of that. <laughs> it's for that, the bit. Yeah. The rich person game. Yeah, yeah. sure. I don't know. Okay. He didn't it's all do anything that. to save their society <laughs> from potential killer droids, but. She helped them win know, that game. He helped yep. the Queen of Hearts and win the croquet. It's yes, for the exactly. bit. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, it's for the bit. Any yeah. other moments that I that I missed here? Moments with baby? Just a little cooing, a little you know moments yeah. when they arrive on the on the in the ship on the way into the planet. You know, baby is a uh, little little coos, little little burps. You know, but other than that, yeah, I think you I think you got everything. Yeah. A lot a lot of Lizzo, a lot of baby. Yeah, yeah a lot of reactions to these. Ship announcements we've keep getting is like, welcome to this planet where we hope you're very happy. Yes. Go and to this baby going, hey. That has <laughs> happened a lot this season. Yeah. These automated messages. Okay. With everything taken care of, aside from the massive thing with droid labor and rights and whether they're truly sentient or not, who knows? Who cares? Go move my boxes, droid. Um, okay. Mando and Bo go to see the Night Owls, her former friends. And as we pull up on their camp, there are two Mandos playing catch. You guys see this? Yep. You did? Yep. And I thought I'd seen this before. I remember see, I thought I remembered it from the episode A Friend in Need from season four of The Clone Wars. And I went back and checked. And no, they're not playing catch. They're just shooting it. They're doing target practice at droids. Oh yeah, <laughs> but they're not playing catch. I mean, I didn't make I didn't make that connection between the two of them, but I did notice them playing catch, which was which was I, sweet. And yeah, accurate. I was like, okay, I guess you know, work hard, play hard, yeah. go for it, guys. Sure. I I they're you gotta not gotta be entertained catch. somewhere. Yeah, at the at the 
covert of misery, are they? So <laughs> laugh it up. I, I thought it, I look. I was trying to look. I'm like, is that a football? Are they just playing football? They're just hanging out, man. These Mandos playing. Uh, they're playing they're, ultimate frisbee. Yeah. Before and then they're gonna go in the ship and watch eighty for Brady. <laughs> um, so Axe Wolves <laughs> is in charge here. He references Din not having real Mando blood, that he is a foundling, and also calls right. out the children of the Watch. Bo defends Mando and then challenges Axe, and they duel. And first off, I loved her defending Mando. It's like he's just as Mando as the rest of us, if not they more are, so. They're a, a freaking, they're a duo now, man. I think that yeah. this is a, 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 there's loyalty here now. I love it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And then we have this duel between Bo and Axe, and ultimately he yields. But how, how did we like this? Matt Romano, what did you think of this duel? Yeah, I thought it was awesome. It was just like a s- super fun choreographed duel with the jetpacks and the, the 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 force fields, you know, gauntlet on their arms and stuff. Yeah, I thought this was, was fun. And, uh, you know, just uh, of course this was going to happen. <laughs> like, as the soon continuing they up of, there, of you know. feeling very Clone Wars. Yeah, feeling, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, like that. Very yeah, Clone showdown. Wars. Yep. And, Reminding us again that, yes, Bryce Dallas Howard does action and she does it very well. Yes, exactly. Um, We find then at the end of this duel, probably the real reason that they all left Bo-Katan is that she refused to take the Darksaber from Mando. She wouldn't fight him to get it. Do we think that's what it is? Yeah, that that, that would be in line. Yeah, like, take it. It's right there. She says, I won't fight him. He's a friend or something. And they said, fine. We're we're gonna we're gonna shove off. Well, it goes and take these ships. It goes back to what we were talking about last week. Is that like at the end of the day, she just respects Mando. Like she has yeah. a lot of respect for Mando. Like because Mando's yeah. a stand up dude, you know, and she's not gonna. I don't know. She's kind of learned the error of her ways in the past, and I don't think she wants to mess with him. Yeah, I I like the idea that there was a scene we didn't see mm-hmm. where they were telling her to do this, and she refused. Yeah, like we didn't know that and, information. Yeah. Yeah, so they scuffle off. She ends up on that throne. And so when she sees Mando, there's going to be a little bit of resentment there Mm -hmm. because don't you know what I did? Mm -hmm. And I don't need to ever see that backstory, I think. Yeah, no, I I I I don't either. Yeah, I like that they kept it nebulous. Yeah. And I like that they just kind of referenced that. It was a really nice little moment. Um, And it conjures headcanon. Yeah. yeah, which is what Star Wars does. Which is best. which is the best the best thing about anything is, mm-hmm. is yeah. the the stuff we come up with to fill in the gaps. Imagination. <laughs> so there was a moment where here where I thought Mando was going to challenge Bo to get this dark saber crap over with. He he kind of steps forward. He takes yeah. it out. Everyone's like, no, and he's like, not so fast. But it turns out that's not what he does. Mm-hmm. He steps forward with the Darksaber, and here, a couple of our listeners, especially listener Scott Simonette in particular, it's exact. we talked about this in Real Talk we, a few we, weeks ago. We discussed mm-hmm. this at length. We yes, did. Yes, we did. Yeah. He said that he thinks this is what it is, and- it turns out it's exactly what it is. And he wrote to all of us today and reminded us that he was right. But he was. Scott, you were absolutely right. Mando talks about how the spider droid thing on Mandalore beat him and disarmed him. And then Bo-Katan took up the Darksaber and destroyed the spider droid thing. She defeated the enemy that defeated me. Would this blade then not belong to her? So, the Darksaber belongs to her. Through combat, it's good enough for Axe and everyone else. 
He hands up Mando hands over the dark saber. Bo ignites it. It's in her hands once more. The end. The so, end. Wow. Scott, <laughs> bravo for calling that. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised that they just did that so easily. Like that it, Mando could have done this feels, like a few days ago, you know. It feels too <laughs> yeah. simple. It yeah, really yeah. does. It felt a little to too me. easy. I, yeah. I think he had to do it in front of these Mandos, though. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it, yeah. Make, it like, does make sense. Yeah, and Mando's like, yeah. this thing's too heavy anyway. I don't know how to use this. He thing. doesn't he want doesn't, it. And this, We've known from the beginning. He doesn't want it. Two episodes ago. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's they were the next. I think he was OK. This has now happened. I, I don't want this. I'm terrible with this. He's good at a lot of things. Yeah, he's a great shot. He's a great pilot. He's a great guy. He's probably a fantastic helmet clad lover. He makes <laughs> a fantastic an father. Yeah, He makes a wonderful risotto. Yeah. Um, of course. Of course. But I, he's not great with the dark saber. Yeah. Nope. Yep. And he knows Unlike it. Unlike Matt Romano. Oh, He's not I, good with it. That's right, because I'm, I'm fantastic. You're, you're, you're quite good. Light as a feather for me. So I, I've got some questions <laughs> that I want to pose to uh, to both of you here. Um, the constant talk in this episode and this whole season of retaking Mandalore. Mm-hmm. Okay. Here's my questions. From who? <laughs> from what? As far as we see, we saw, it's there. It sucks. Just go for it. No one's stopping you. Is there something we're not seeing? Is it the taking it and holding it that's really important? And that's really the most important part of the reservation, the holding. No, they got to take it from the Morlocks, you know, those those creatures that are on those with the green eyes. They got to exterminate them. Why do they need a fleet of ships for that? <laughs> if, if, I, if I may, I, I feel like it's yeah. not... Um, you know, we, we, of course, don't have, I think, a lot of context for... for any physical enemy that might be surrounding Mandalore, uh, guarding it, uh, keeping them from retaking the physical planet. Thus far, I have been viewing the retaking of Mandalore as a, a, a metaphor kind of thing, as like the reuniting of their people and bringing them back together. It doesn't necessarily have to be physically on the planet of Mandalore, uh, which, you know, I think is a little emphasized by Bo's defense of Din Djarin being a Mandalore, despite not having any quote unquote Mandalore blood within him. Uh, so her wanting to retake the throne of Mandalore is more just a, a, I want to reunite the people of Mandalore. It doesn't necessarily matter where we are uh, home is a people, not a place kind of space. Mm-hmm. However, right. I think we're, we're seeing with other Mandalore Mandalorians and other people who have opinions about this. Maybe they don't necessarily agree with her understanding of what it means to retake Mandalore quote unquote, because eventually I think we will have to return physically to Mandalore and Bo-Katan Kreese will have to, to ride the giant beasts. And, yeah, and that's you what know. I was going to say. Yeah. The big mm. thing, the big reason that's going to take us back to physical Mandalore is the mythosaur. Yes. Yeah. 
But but see, I think they just need the ships and the fleet because they just need moving vans. They got to get all the. They, they, they have no way to go <laughs> transport not, these vans. You're not wrong. The armor doesn't <laughs> yeah. have that much stuff. I know, but, but also, we were talking they about clearly, ships. But on their, they don't have ships. We talked about this last yeah. week. Like they don't have yeah. anything for they their people. To get there. That can't be it. <laughs> Matt, I think it's, I, I expected you to go for this more. I think it's the difference between taking it and holding it. Taking it is one thing. Now we defend it. No, no, no. It makes, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. They need ships. If they're going to rebuild their society, they got to get there. They got to keep it. They got a lot of work to do. That place was in bad shape. It was I wouldn't want to move back there. No. Navarro looks nice. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, looks dilapidated as yeah. hell. You're going to need to hire a contractor. Yeah. You're going to have to rip up the, the original flooring. Yeah, like it's going to have to be a whole no, thing. Don't worry. I'm a contractor. I survived <laughs> the Death Star both yeah. times. Now here's what you're going to do. We're going to put those gauntlet fighters over there. You're going to ride the Mythosaur. And then, you know, it's going to be good. Yeah. No, don't worry. Do you need a big dish that shoots a laser? No, yeah, no, not more than that. You a big dish that shoots a planet kill people. a laser out of that? Because I can't do it. Um, Gail and Erso's dead. But, you know, I got this book, so I don't know. Permit guy's a dick. So here's what else we got. Uh, other thoughts. Another culinary droid we see on a on on a video uh, tape video footage. A culinary droid on a murder spree. Yeah, that was fun. This is not only uh, in live action streaming television Star Wars, but also let's not forget the culinary droid in the book Last Shot that almost killed young Ben Solo. Hell yeah! These things are a menace. Yeah. They are. Sure are. We've seen them a few times now. Yep. No real question there. I'm just saying. Just, okay. you know, Good point. <laughs> notable. Um, to, to, to kind of bring things where we began, the forgiveness thing. Now, I really want to agree with Lizzo, but I just kind of don't. As we said before, there's a difference between I'm sorry and I was wrong. And clearly, as we see in Dooku loving Christopher Lloyd, you can fake a sorry. And... As mentioned at the top of the segment, there has to be a line somewhere between holding resentment and just letting fascists off with a light little tap on the wrist. And and we were talking about this before uh, starting recording. I think none of us here truly believe that uh, Jack Black's Duke character is is repentant. Uh, I think yeah. I think Lizzo is blinded by love for Jack yeah. Black, which is not a sentence I ever thought I would say in yeah. my entire in goddamn terms of life. Star Wars, yeah. yeah, or or life in general. On this Star Wars show, Lizzo is in love with like, Jack Black. Like Star Wars, or you know, I believe that Lizzo does love Jack Black, but I didn't think you know. Uh, uh, <laughs> We'd see it I'm, in Star I'm Wars. S- Still, I'm still just blown away by this. Yeah. Mind blown. Once, just give me a mind blown for for <laughs> Jack Black and Lizzo being in Star Wars. What the what the? Fuck? Let me tur- turn this to to Matt because because I, I got the feeling that Jack Black was genuine, but still, it's very decadent what they're doing. Yeah. They obviously spent time with Penn Pershing. He seems to be more complicit than actual fascist. But it's frustrating to watch the New Republic doing these things because. This is how the First Order just walks right in. Yes, forgiveness is important again, but no, fascism cannot be tolerated, right? Right. No, no. Jack Black knows exactly what he's doing, I think. I think he sees that he can go two ways. He can live in in the dorm complex and, and work in a New Republic cube farm, or he could marry Lizzo and marry into royalty and then be taken out of all of that and given status again. And he's yeah. definitely, I feel, going to... Pull the, the the rug out from under Lizzo 
and there's going to be a droid <laughs> uprising on this planet or something. Like we are coming back to this place and yeah. dealing we're going to come Black. back here. He is, gaming this, he is gaming the system. Yeah. Something from is wrong. Beginning. If we come back here yeah. Yeah. and if we revisit the Quarren Moncal lovers from the beginning. <laughs> yeah. So I'm telling this you. This is this, it really was, when I watched it, for, when I first watched it in the morning, I was like, what the hell was that? That was such a goof. Mm-hmm. And then when I watched it a second, I was like, there's actually a lot going on here. Yeah, the more, the, the more I think about it. Yep. It's not holiday special. It's not, you know, th- it is throwing cameos and celebrities in your face. But it in the context of the season, especially the the Pershing episode and all of that, there there's just a, it's setting up a lot. It's building a lot. The Duchess is going to get her heart broken. Yeah. Yeah. That's not, one of the things it's setting up is Lizzo getting her heart broken. Yeah. And possibly getting that jellyfish thing, <laughs> you know, ripped off. Or, I don't know. You've got a former Imperial that is running a droid slave planet. Like we're yeah. definitely coming back to it. Played by Jack Black. <laughs> Played by Jack Black. Married to Lizzo. Yeah. Who it, yeah. Who employs a Christopher Lloyd Count Dooku lover. Yeah. Like that's exactly what it is though, Matt. Like you're. Yeah. You're it's it's the 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 definitions of what we are dealing with. You put aside all of the spectacle. That's a big freaking deal. Yeah. Like, yeah. What it, the hell? He's not changed his ways. He's just finding a new way to implement his ways. And if he can't use people who use the droids and will marry Lizzo, mm-hmm. it's about damn time. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Thank you. Well done. God, I love can't, it. There's. There's no way to be mad at you after that. Look at that face. It's Look excellent. at that face. It's Done. Like, how could you? How could anybody get mad at that? Face? I don't know. I don't know. Um, well, that's going to be better than anything I was going to say. <laughs> okay, with that, we're going to go to break, but we're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. Don't turn us off. Hey, Brian. What? Just saying hey. All right. While I have your ear, have you checked out Return of Pod.store recently? No. Well, you should. There are a number of fine new items for sale. Is this a commercial? It is a commercial. Merchandising. Merchandising. Merchandising! Merchandising! Do you like our different artwork based off of which show we're covering each season? If you visit the store, you can buy mugs and other wonderful things with that artwork. Bad Batch. Boba Fett, Obi-Wan, collect them all. I don't want to. Yes, you do. Don't forget about t-shirts and hoodies. We're adding new versions all the time. Want to really get the mini boats message out? Return to the pod.store is here for you. I wish poison was here for me. The store doesn't sell that, but it does have notepads, stickers, and everything else I've already talked about. Is this over? Visit return to the pod.store today. Get caught up in it. This is Vanessa Marshall, and you're listening to Return of the Pot, a podcast about Star Wars. May the Force be with you. And as always, many boats. Many boats. Many boats. Many boats. Many boats. Many boats. Many boats, y'all. Many boats. Many boats. Many boats. We're back, and that's going to take us into real talk. I'm looking forward to having some real talk. With some real folks. On Apple Podcasts, a hello and thank you to Darth Uppinya, as well as <laughs> Darth Lee Uppinya. Salkin. Yeah, hmm. Darth Uppinya. Cool. He was, I believe, from the Old Republic, and <laughs> he gets up in you. He sure does. I wonder if Uppinya or Uppinya or uh, Uppinya. Oh, maybe that. I'm, I'm not sure. But anyway, very nice words from both Darth, Darth Uppinya and Lee Salkin. On Twitter... Robert Houston 
wrote about R5 being able to contact Carson Tava and mentions the calm abilities of R4 in Attack of the Clones. Mm -hmm. And also thought that Pelimato mentioned R5 being in the Rebellion when Mando gets him from her. And that sounded familiar. So you know what I did? I checked it out. Okay. Matt Romano. All right. Who's all about how is this possible? Oh, great. Okay, great. What is it? And Robert Houston is absolutely right. In episode two of this season, Peli Motto says... Nonsense. R5-D4 is as good as a day came back from serving in the rebellion. <laughs> okay, but I still need... The, that's great. But I still need to see the story where he's like, jo- what goes to the recruitment office on Tatooine. No, take, <laughs> and take it up with Peli Motto. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I need friend. that story. I'm sure I'm gonna get it someday. We were just talking about how we don't, some things we don't like to see or whatever. (laughs) Maybe that's the story that you were destined to write. (sighs) Okay, I'm going to get to work on it right away. It is the journey (laughs) that you were always destined to take. I'm going to work on it. I'm going to do it. Yeah, great. Are you though? For my own headcanon, maybe. I'm willing to go out on a limb and say that you will never. No, probably going to move on from that, from this. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Um, Matt, what else? We we had a a lot of mail, a lot of active mailbag. What else is going on? Uh, We had a ton of uh, messages. You know, we've been. Ton. Because we're doing Bad Batch. We've been doing Mandalorian. You know, that we've missed a bunch of messages. You know, we've just been all over the place. Doing doing double shows. Double shows. But, um. But just a, a few call outs this week. Jason and Cole Thompson dropped us some messages saying how much they love the show in the mailbag. We appreciate that. Cole Thompson Aww. also loves Pabu. Not going to. We won't get too much into it. No, do it. Do it. Go on. Pabu. There you go. There you go. There you go. So uh, big fans of that. Um, uh, also, we had a message a few weeks ago that we missed. And uh, it's it's a really great message. And you probably do a whole episode about it. Comes from Robert, who is a veteran, and he just mentioned to us how he feels a certain amount of discomfort at some of the implications we've seen in Bad Batch, Obi Wan, the most recent episode of The Mandalorian, which would have been uh, a few episodes ago. But it's something that him and his friends talk about a lot, especially his buddies that served in Iraq and Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. And I know we've talked, we've touched upon this in the show, like the the, the similarities and the and the obvious parallels. But um, I, I can't imagine what lens you know you're viewing the show through. Versus what I'm I'm viewing because it, it must hit home really hard. Absolutely, oh. yeah. No, uh, uh, Matt. Uh, for for reference, Matt shared the the message that Robert sent us uh, before the the show began, and absolutely. I mean, I think to to quote something that that Robert writes in this. I know this is probably a little bit too political of a message for the podcast, but me and some of my friends have been talking about these scenes in Star Wars, and it's been a shining light on our experience and. Yeah. Absolutely. I think I think the the beautiful thing we've talked about with Star Wars here is that it is it's it is so relevant to everything that that we experience in real life. And I cannot even imagine exactly what it feels like to to be witnessing a a series that is originated as an idea about a, a commentary on war and then for that to continue on for decades and as it evolves with real life, as it evolves with how the world has evolved with it, uh, that must be the weirdest uh, since this is the ready. It must be the, the weirdest mind f- in the entire world. I can't yeah. even imagine. So thank you so much, Robert, for, for sharing your insight into that. Honestly, no, always applicable. If not allegorical, but always applicable, as I say. And unfortunately, it's more applicable than ever. 
And, and hopefully, you know, we always talk about what you take away from Star Wars and hopefully, you know, younger generations and kids that are watching Clone Wars will grow older and then draw their own parallels and, you know, really get something out of these series outside of just the boom, boom, pow, pow. You know, there's there's obviously a lot Absolutely. more going on. We'll yeah. see. We didn't get anything. Out of it. <laughs> well, you know, we're a little <laughs> older. <laughs> obviously, we missed every lesson there was, but but. Maybe for maybe for Max. Yeah, look, yeah, only, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Look, Gen Alpha, which is is only going to keep growing, which I can't believe that's a thing yeah. that I'm actually saying. But but it, Matt, yeah. if I may interject a, a bit of mailbag, which this is a horrible thing to follow that message. <laughs> Please with, do. Okay. Just to Bobby Gonzalez, who writes me on Instagram every other week or so. I just want to say. Thankful for your message, I am. Nutty I be. Bobby, you are. That, that's, yeah, good, good follow up there. That, that, that's Excellent. good. Yeah. Excellent. Yes. He's, but he's a fan. But he's a fan. No, it's good. Of, I love it. In particular. There's always one. There's always one. There's that, always one. That is for an audience of two, Bobby Gonzalez and myself. <laughs> well, also on Twitter just today, this is right in line with, I can't believe all of this is in the same episode, but Caitlin, you mentioned the the Barbie posters have become a meme. Yes. I love the Barbie posters. I know posters. exactly what you're about to share with us, and it makes yeah. me so happy. Listener, uh, Ty Jarris, who's now going by the handle Ben Grimm fan. We knew we know them by plentiful other names. Dope. They created one specifically for Return of the Pod and Caitlin M. Bush. And it is the Barbie poster with Moff Gideon. <laughs> There, and the top says, "This Barbie is a messy bitch that loves drama." <laughs> there, that I mean, nice, so perfect. I want to print that out and put yeah. it on the wall. I want to put good. it everywhere. I want to yeah. frame out. it. Yes, I want to frame it in my room. I want to frame it. We shared it over on Twitter. You got to everybody go check it out. And I'm probably going to steal it and put it on Instagram too. That was was so funny when I saw that. (laughs) And I think if Moff Gideon pops up in Barbie as the cat, not Giancarlo Esposito, if Moff Gideon shows up in Barbie, you want a surefire hit? You have something I want. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And then he goes to Barbie and says, ever seen one of these? (laughs) It's a beach off. Um, yeah. It's a beach, it's it's a beach, beach off. off. It's a beach <laughs> off. Beach him off. Listen to your friend Moff Gideon, Ken. He's a good guy. He's trying to help you out. Oh, my God. All right. Well, anyway, to, to round out Real Talk, we also have some thank yous to some folks that bought us coffees over hey. at buymeacoffee.com slash return of the pod, which coffees. we always appreciate. Uh, we have uh, the Dunwich Horror bought us uh, two coffees. Wait, Dunwich Horror? Horror. Okay. Hor- yeah, that's horror. not what it sounded horror. like. Horror. Horror. How do you say horror? Horror? Horror. Well, horror. But it sounded, horror, it sounded but, like you said you know, whore. The, yeah. It's, you know. It sounded like you said the Dunwich whore. <laughs> it's like, okay. oh, whenever you're out on the moors, oh. you've got to take a visit the to the Dunwich whore. The podcast is coming to an end. It's today, coming to an end, guys. We're almost done. Yeah. The Dunwich whore. Uh, said, out of all the Krillian starships out there, I choose you. Many boats. Thank you so much. Aww. Also, Alex D. Torres uh, bought us two coffees. Um, so he said, hello, Starbinger crew, longtime listener and fan of the show. Thanks for making me laugh. You guys definitely make the day go by faster. Keep up the great work. Many boats. Thank, Aww, you, thank you, Alex. Alex D. Torres. Many boats to you, Alex. And, f- and to Dunwich. <laughs> and finally, at Spotchkatonic, which sounds delicious, bought yeah. us... 13 coffees. Oh, wow. That's a 
lot of cafe latte. That's a lot of cafe latte. So, get a cafe latte. So much get caffeine. Yes. Thank you. Brian, they say uh, in the message, one Pabu yell equals one spotchka. Keep them coming. Pabu. All right. So they're saying they, they buy, they do one buy me a coffee per Pabu. I don't know. Is that what it is? So I guess well, it's 13 Pabu's. It 13 Pabu's. Pabu, 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 Pabu. I really yes. thought this was going to be, this was going to be a Pabit. Free episode. I know. I, I thought, thought we put we it to done. bed, but that's and it. Right. Yes. Now it's, it's now it's to put, bed. Yeah. It's not to puppet. Yeah. The people, we it's, give the people what they public. want. <laughs> all right. That wasn't exactly 13 baboos, but hopefully that was, that We're was all a all service here. Pabu. Yeah. Thank Pabu. you. Thank you at Spotskatonic. And that's it for, for the mailbag. <laughs> 13 coffees and we lose 30 listeners. <laughs> <laughs> we got to keep the show live somehow. But fun is where you find it. Okay, with that, we're going to buckle off, but join us again next week for continuing coverage of The Mandalorian. Oh, Mandalorian. In the meantime, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, at Return of the Pod. You can find our website at returnofthepod.net, where you can leave voicemails. Visit returnofthepod.store, where you can buy all kinds of merchandising. 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 And you can support the show at Buy Me a coffee.com slash return of the pod. You can also find us directly every now and then. Caitlin and Bush, you can be found where? I can be found maybe with a blue check mark on Twitter for <laughs> who knows how long at, at Caitlin Bush. That is C-A-I-T-L-I-N-M Bush like the beer, not like the president's. Matt Romano, you can be found where? You can also find me on Twitter without a blue check mark at at M-A-T-T-R-O-M-A-N-O. And I can be found on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and my ever-growing letterbox. Oh. Which is a f- fun little community we have over there. Ooh. At Brian Silliman, that's at B-R-I-A-N-S as in Sky Guy, I-L-L-I-M-A-N. Stretch out with your feelings and share your thoughts. We love hearing from you. Subscribe, leave a comment, give five stars if you're feeling generous. Snoke them if you got them, take it, Sheevy, and remember, in this Barbie world, hope is like the sun. <laughs> You only believe in it when you can see it. You'll never make it through the night. Many boats and be the spot. I'm a fucking girl in the bunny world. Black and plastic. It's fantastic.